0: We take a piece from the Roth, we take a piece from the IRA, and so that all, when it all totals up, you're still getting the same amount of income in the door, but on paper you're getting less, thus owing zero taxes on our Social Security, and then we're running very smooth from that point forward in retirement.
1: It's time to retire with confidence. Welcome to Unlocking Your Financial Future with financial advisor Ben Schrock. So, Ben, how's it going today, man? We uh, we uh, we're getting
2: to the new year. This episode comes out, I think, the beginning of 2020. New start? Are we gonna are we gonna have any uh, resolutions this year? Anything you got planned for twenty twenty? Uh,
0: <laughs> always, my number one is <laughs> staying more organized. So I, I make it till about uh, I'd say February, and then all of a sudden my desk starts piling up. So <laughs> I'm going to make it further than February first. I promise you that.
2: So you, you talk about organization. What is as far as open up your cell phone and look at uh, your apps, right? And I looked at the mail, the mailbox app. Yeah. How what's that number looking like right now?
0: Actually, my emails are great. It's zero, oh, but wow. I don't I don't have any of my. That's all my work emails. My personal email has nine hundred and eighty, so um, that's not shown on my phone for that reason because it drives me nuts if I see that. But I don't have any of my apps organized. My wife has them all in like, little <laughs> files, like music and all this stuff. I, right. I don't. I have them
2: all everywhere. <laughs> well, my my mail sitting at. 1,607 <laughs> on my icon. So <laughs> nice. I always wish I could do a better job of cleaning up my inbox, but I always feel like there's going to be that one moment that I need that email, right. And yep. it's not, gonna, I'm not going to have it. So, I can't never let go. So maybe I, could, I should be a little more organized in 2020 as well. So
0: yeah, are those uh, read or unread mail? Those are messages? those are
2: unread. So a lot of times unread, I'll see yeah. like the headline and okay, maybe I'll need this at some point, or it could be a receipt, <laughs> or it could be like you know whatever it is, and then I'll just leave it there and, and yeah. never get to it. So yeah, I, I'm not great at that at all. That's one of my flaws there. But we're gonna get into a, on social security and trying to get organized on taxes when it comes to social security because there's a common misunderstanding, and this is part four. Of our four-part series. That common misunderstanding is that you won't have to pay taxes or you don't have to pay taxes on your Social Security benefits. So we're going to talk about why that is a misunderstanding and really dive into the tax implications and maybe some strategies to offset taxes when it comes to that. But before we get into our main topic, we got to get into the news a little bit and give Ben's reaction to a couple of different pieces of news. First headline is this, and so I want to get your perspective on this, Ben. So Charles Schwab they recently announced that they're soon going to be allowing clients to buy and sell fractions of stocks Mm -hmm. instead of of having to buy entire shares. So why would a person want to do this? What's the benefit of buying a fraction?
0: Yeah, I think it's really interesting because I, I think the enticing thing about that is someone that wants to go buy an Amazon or you know an Apple or something that's really expensive and. They don't really have the the luxury to do so, other than doing it within a mutual fund. So under a mutual fund, you can go out and buy the or the mutual fund itself. My own Amazon within it at a fraction of a share. So again, the problem with mutual funds, in my opinion, for most funds, is they can be expensive internal costs and things of that nature. But we won't go down that road. But Amazon right now, I just flipped up my phone. It's trading at seventeen fifty a share. So you have to have uh, you know seventeen hundred bucks to buy one share of Amazon. You know, and you want some Amazon right. exposure. So not everyone has the luxury just throwing you know, almost two grand into one stock. So I think it's really beneficial for people to truly diversify with less money. So I think it's it kind of levels the playing field for someone to say, I don't have to have a hundred grand to include Amazon in my portfolio. I can you know start with maybe 5,000 or even a thousand bucks and still own a piece of it. So I, I think it it's long overdue. And I think it's really a, a cool thing for young investors or people just starting out.
2: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's good to know. Um, so that's the headline that we ran through. And There's another piece of news. This is kind of a more of an odd story that we saw and just wanted to see if you saw this as well. There was a Pennsylvania couple uh, that's facing felony charges after their bank accidentally put $120,000 <laughs> in their checking account and they thought it was a great idea to go out and spend all of it or most <laughs> of it, whatever it was, before contacting, not even contacting the bank and now they're facing those charges. Unbelievable, right? <laughs> I
0: can't even get through it without laughing. I mean, it, it is uh, unfortunate that they have to go through any legal issues there, but my goodness, I think I would uh, cause a red flag, and I would probably
2: like to think I'd contact my bank first <laughs> before I spend all of it. I like to think that, okay, maybe if it was $120, first of all, I might not even notice $120 <laughs> if, if, my, if my account fluctuated that much, but I might spend that and not Man, maybe it'd be okay. You know, whatever. Maybe this is my mistake. I don't know. But one hundred twenty thousand. I don't know how you'd ever consider that you could get away with that and nobody would notice it or come looking for it. Yeah, that's quite a few zeros. Yeah. Yeah. Now I wonder what they spend it on too. That's the other question. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Spent it that quickly. Who knows what they spend it on? So that's another little piece of news uh, as we go through headlines that we often see in the financial world and and bring them to the show and and get some reaction on that topic. So let's talk Social Security again, and this is part four of our series. Again, if you haven't listened to the first three parts, you don't have to listen to them to listen to this one first, but you can go back. The misunderstandings we went through are, one, Social Security is going broke. We we talked through that subject. The second episode was on starting your Social Security as early as possible is the best versus people that often think that starting uh, as late as possible is often the best strategy for you. And then on our last episode, we uh, dispelled the misunderstanding that, the Social Security Administration can help you choose the best claiming strategy for yourself. So we get into all those topics in a lot more detail in each episode. So check them out on Apple Podcast or whatever your favorite podcasting app is. They're right there. And subscribe, please, uh, while you're there. So uh, if you don't know, Ben, too, is, is, is very up-to-date on all the Social Security matters. He is NSSA-accredited. His office over uh, at B.A. Schrock Financial Group in Wadsworth. They serve Cleveland and Akron. So if you have any issues, any questions beyond what we talk about, feel free to reach out to them at baschrock-fg.com or on the phone at 330-473-1060. So today's topic is on taxes. And as I mentioned, the misunderstanding here, Ben, is that you don't have to pay taxes on Social Security benefits, but that's not correct, right?
0: Well, honestly, it can be correct. It just depends on the situation. And that's obviously the goal I want to walk through today and try to, I don't know, debunk that myth a little bit, but also kind of spell it out for people. So basically... The way that Social Security stands currently today is an individual can be taxed or a portion of their Social Security can be tax-free, can be tax 0% can be viewed as taxable income, or the maximum of up to 85% of our Social Security can be viewed as taxable income. Now, again, when I say that number, a lot of times people freak out and say, well, 85% of taxes on my Social Security, that's insane. And and that's not the truth. It's 85% of your Social Security can be viewed as taxable income. Okay, so, and and that's what we're going to get to the bottom of today and and walk you through the formula that they're going to use to calculate that, so... Okay. So it can be zero, can be 85, yes.
2: So that, yeah, 85 is scary for sure. Uh, so yeah. how does that, how does that break down? So how do we determine and how can we get a sense of what our taxes might be? What is the structure for that?
0: Okay. So the, the way that we, we always start with this again, and I, I mentioned this in previous podcasts with the whiteboard experiment. So I always do this right in my whiteboard in my office, is once I know someone's social security, the first thing we do, and I'm going to assume they're married filing jointly, so we're going to take a married filing joint couple and their social security, let's just say it's $40,000 combined. Okay. So of that 40 grand, 0% could be tax-free or can be 85 or somewhere in between. So more than likely it's going to be somewhere in between. So they take that $40,000 and they apply this formula to it. So they're going to take the first step of this formula, Ben, is they take half of it. So $20,000. All right. Then they add to that $20,000 any other income they're taking. Okay. And this could be a 401k distribution, an IRA distribution, a pension. They could still be working, could be wages, any other income aside from a Roth or a loan against a life insurance. Those are the only two sources of income that do not count. All right. So they add back together. So they add whatever income they're taking plus the 50% of their social security. So let's say they take 20 grand from their IRA. So 2020 is 40. So their provisional income or modified adjusted gross income in this example is $40,000. All right. So they then take that 40,000 and apply it to a two earning thresholds. And they're married filing jointly. The two thresholds are 32,000 and 44,000. Okay. So they're going to look at it and say, well, thirty two is 40,000 greater than 32? It is, by how much? By 8,000. So that $8,000 gets calculated and, and multiplied by 50%. So half of that's four grand, end of calculation. So 4,000 of the 40 is actually taxable. Therefore about 10% is, is taxable to them. Now that I confuse you, any questions?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, it, it makes sense. Like, it's good to understand kind of how it all plays into that and, and where they get that number from. So you can kind of have a, a way of determining what your different income streams are going to be and would they all add into that. So that's good to know. But again, I mean, I think of it as like, if I'm going to go through this process and try to figure it out, I need to sit down with somebody that knows these numbers. I'm sure you can find a lot of this stuff online, but trying to piece it all together and understand your total picture is important to, to sit down with an advisor or somebody that can actually help you through that. And that's what I would imagine somebody would do with you. So that's, that's I w- I'm not going to jot down all the numbers, Ben. That's what I'm saying. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm just going to come and talk to you when it comes time for that. Um, there you go. So it's good to kind of know though, how that, how that breaks out. So the other part of the taxes thing too, is not every state, actually taxes Social Security, right? I think Ohio is one of the 37 that don't.
0: Yes, that's correct. Ohio does not tax it from a state income tax standpoint. So again, that whole calculation there where the 4,000 was countable, that's only on a federal standpoint, which is nice in Ohio. It might give people a reason to retire in the snow,
2: maybe. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I got to keep them up there somehow, right?
0: Yeah, that's Uh,
2: right. uh, So let's talk about strategies too that you can offset these taxes because if we know these taxes are coming at some point, the good thing is though that we can probably get ahead of it in some cases and minimize what we're going to be responsible for.
0: Correct. And really, kind of going back to that calculation I just mentioned. So as I'm doing that experiment with someone on a whiteboard, I'm saying, okay, if we can try to get our income on paper to a certain dollar amount. And when I say on paper, I mean that, okay, things that we're taking out that are taxable, that IRA, that 401k. And maybe if we have some Roth money, how much money do we have in that Roth? Or do we need to build that up a little bit more before we retire so that when it comes to distributing money in retirement, we take a piece from the Roth, we take a piece from the IRA, and so that all when it all totals up, you're still getting the same amount of income in the door, but on paper, you're getting less, thus owing none or zero taxes on our Social Security. And then we're running very smooth from that point forward in retirement.
2: I got you. Good, good information. But I know that as we talked about this throughout the series, um, the biggest thing that you can do, especially in terms with your team, is is sit down and and have that in-depth social security analysis. And this, I'm sure taxes is part of that process, right? On everything that you go through. Yep, for sure. And you can do that. Find them online, bashrock-fg.com. Also, you can find their guide to maximizing social security benefits right there on their website as well. And you can call him at three three zero four seven three one zero six zero. Set up an appointment. Go in, sit down face to face, and uh, go through all these questions. Hopefully by that time, Ben will have his office organized. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so thanks for listening to this episode and to this series again. We have a lot of different series which is part of this Unlocking Your Financial Future podcast. So go back and, and listen to some of those. You can find them on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe there or whatever your favorite podcasting app is. But you can also find on every episode online at bashrock-fg.com. So that'll wrap it up, Ben. We appreciate the time again and, and thanks for all your insight into Social Security. Absolutely. I enjoyed this one. This is right up my alley. So thanks for listening and we will wrap it up and talk to you next time on Unlocking Your Financial Future.
1: Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management LLC, AEWM. AEWM and BA Schrock Wealth Management are not affiliated companies. BA Schrock Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risks, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing company. BA Schrock Wealth Management is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with a U.S. government or any government agency. This show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions. Nor nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation.